What's up, guys? It's your boy, Red Ghost, your host of the Infinite Podcast, and also would like to introduce my co-host. What's up, guys? It's Steven. And we're going to be doing a lot of different stuff uh, in this podcast, right? Just kind of moving forward and um, and just everything that we want to do, right? But just to kind of address our hiatus, we're back, we're here, and we're moving forward. And that's all that matters. And we definitely plan on being a lot more consistent. So definitely make sure to check back here um, on our uh, several different podcast channels, whether you're listening on Google Podcast, Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, whatever the case is, make sure that you're tuning in. Um, and also follow us on Twitter at Infinite as well to just stay updated with our consistent content. Um, but let's get into the spot. Let's get into this podcast, right? I can't talk, but it's okay. Um, moving forward, I would love to talk about DreamHack Atlanta and as well as our Halo team. Uh, this seems to be a question that is within the community as it as no one knows truly who our roster is slash was or what the case is. So to address it here firmly, our roster consisted of Falcated, Porky J, and Omega. Uh, between us and the players, we have decided to step down from this event we will not be at atlanta and halo in a halo capacity uh however we will be there representing super smash brothers as well as doing content and other derivatives there so we're pretty excited about that but just to add a bit of information about the halo team um after our qualifier or after our performance rather in the qualifier um and as well as how scrims had been going, we felt it was better as a team to skip out on this event, reassess things as an organization, and figure out what we want to do come 2020, and especially going into what we hope is Halo Reach. Um, but as far as that's concerned, that is definitely um, <clears throat> that is definitely what uh, our plan is. Um, now... To also talk a little bit about content, to also talk a little bit about Smash, uh, we will be there filming content. So if you're there, if you're an Infinite supporter, a fan, a community member, uh, or just someone who just really likes our branding, whatever the case is, make sure that you come by, check us out, come say hi. Who knows? You might even be able to be in uh, bits of the content. So that would be really cool. Um, but if you guys are interested, make sure to come check us out in DreamHack Atlanta. Uh, we will be there supporting our Super Smash Brothers players, uh, C-Stream and Toast, as they as they go to enter into both singles and doubles. We're very curious to see what happens. Uh, they had a phenomenal performance at Big House 9, getting 13th in doubles, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, we're very excited to see what happens. Um, <clears throat> and it's going to be a very interesting tournament, I think. And we definitely plan on, plan on having a lot of fun and really just you know, enjoying ourselves and as well as, you know, watching the Halo tournament uh, and, you know, seeing everybody play and right, saying hello right. to everyone. We're, uh, we that's definitely on our, a bunch of on our to-do list, if you will. Um, hopefully uh, we maybe can get some Smash content in there with the players, maybe? What do you think? I think that would be awesome. I think that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. But uh, little oh. do they know. We have stuff in the works, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't even know yet. They don't even exactly. know. <laughs> uh, 
but very, um, very keep going excited. on about the Smash stuff. I mean, I you know I think the players are looking really good. Honestly, yeah, I I honestly think they are. They're they're killing it. Um, as far as you know, just seeing especially Patrick watching C Stream progress. Um, you know, from two years ago to now has been an absolute incredible journey. Uh, you know, just taking that step with Patrick, as I said, you know, like two years ago that that initial step um and it has proven to be such such a good thing i, I honestly like I'm, I'm not sure of another word there but for lack of a better words it's 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 been a, a, a it's good amazing. thing it's amazing. yeah it honestly is it, it, it really is um to see him you know again go from where he was uh to where he is now i mean super smash con uh c stream and and toast placed 49th there and then also it just roll with it. Uh, they play seventh um, prior to uh, <clears throat> prior to that event, and I don't know. It, it's it's been an incredible incredible journey. I've really enjoyed watching them play. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens again at at DreamHack. And uh, I mean, just because their performance at Big House was absolutely phenomenal, so I'm very curious to see what the boys could pull out. And uh, I think they're going to turn some heads to be completely honest with you. I really do. They're, I think they're going to turn some heads and show people what's up. They're definitely going to shock some people. A- absolutely. I, I don't think the smash community even knows what's about to hit them. No, you know, I'd <laughs> honestly love to see these two guys go to Evo. I, I really would. I think they could really do some magic there as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely think that they can uh can do well. Um very excited to to see what'll happen at that event, you know, definitely come next year. It's going to be an incredible <clears throat> incredible journey, right? Cuz we're only at the start of it and we have so so much more to go. Um and it's and it's going to be great and we just hope that all of you here listening are a part of that journey and a part of uh you know, our uh our I guess our uh Family. I would call it a family. What do you think? A part of our journey and a part of our our goals to be the best organization out there, whether you know that is within esports, content, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and, and and as far as that goes, we can't do that without you. So we're we're very humble and we're very happy that we have such great supporters and just such great fans that that really care uh, about our brand and about you know what we're what we're moving forward into um and it, it really is like a big old family honestly it, it it really is and uh i think that you know i think it's going to be incredible for everyone Absolutely everyone. Um, I agree. But I agree. but to move forward to move forward from DreamHack Atlanta um and what we're doing there and obviously uh you know everything else. Uh I want to get to some topics um that have to deal within the gaming industry. You know, we're a podcast that just not that doesn't just focus on esports, we also focus in technology, we 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 focus in video games as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, and and everything else, right? So we're, 
you know, I, I really feel very inclined to talk on this topic, right? Um, and, and especially just like just the fact of the nature of it, right? Where where it has been, what it has done to the industry as a whole, and that's loot boxes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, one thing that I have a problem with is uh, I I don't know who said this. I remember hearing it one time, but Nintendo was like adamant about staying away from like loot boxes, and like I said, don't quote me. But you know, they finally decided to dip into the loot boxes whenever it comes to Mario Kart. Um, and it's supposed to be a free-to-play game. The mobile version is the one I'm speaking about. Um, and, and, and I mean. Loot boxes in Mario Kart? Would you ever think, to, you know, going back to how um, young I was whenever I played Mario Kart and then seeing how games evolved today, just to know that loot boxes are in Mario Kart now? I mean, yeah. what's next? You know, I, it, I mean, it honestly, really make sense. like, why does there need to be loot boxes in a honestly, Mario Kart? Honestly, it really doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I, I get they want to make money. I get there's a there's an agenda there, but also at the same time, like, you know, this is getting out of hand. And it's you know another thing that uh, I kind of want to say say something about is the Call of Duty Mobile. Um, I don't know if anyone has really heard about it, but um, they got caught, you know, manipulating the loot boxes, and that's a that's definitely. You know, it's like part of the reason why like loot why. boxes don't need to be in games. Yeah, it's like why? Yeah. It's like why go that far? Why push your company, your business, everything upon loot boxes, yeah, right? Yeah. And that includes and that includes Nintendo. That includes uh, the company that is behind Call of Duty Mobile as well. Yeah. Um, wh- what was it? Because uh, I believe so, I read the article as well for COD Mobile, so or at least something. Yeah, so basically this is what's going on. They have this Halloween thing going on right now. And there is a skin, which is a Halloween skin. And then there's like an AK skin. And apparently, or it's a skin or the gun itself, I'm not really sure. But from my understanding, you have to at least roll 10 times. And on the ninth time, you'll either get one, the AK-47 skin, or the 10th time, you'll get the Halloween outfit. But it's every ninth and tenth roll you'll get both of those. But that is forcing players to spend money ten times. That is controlling the loot boxes. That means the rates that are there. Which hold on, I think I have the rates. So it says that the epic, which is purple, epic would be. I think it's the well, epic is purple, which is forty-two percent. A rare is 46% and uncommon is 12%. Well, that epic where they released it, it says the rates as listed is 42%. Now, what they did was they split that 42% between the AK and the Outrider costume. <clears throat> the Outrider costume. But it's on the ninth and 10th one every single time. So why do these? why are these numbers even matter right now? Yeah, it, it, I mean, like, because if you really think about it, right, like, at that point when you're adding percentages and everything like that to loot boxes, right, because even Apex does it, right? Like, if you log on to Apex and you go to buy a pack, it'll tell you, you know, this percent to get this, it's this percent to get this, or, or whatever the case. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you're manipulating percentages to the advantage of you making money, and yeah. just in, in any way, shape, or form, it's wrong. It's just absolutely wrong. And that's the big thing about loot boxes, you know, because we are we're currently in an era 
where even our government is fighting against loot mm-hmm. boxes and seeing kind of and, and just seeing what happens. I mean, basically, right. And if you're someone who's been living under a rock, right, it's quite possible. I, I heard rocks are pretty comfy, especially this time of year. Uh, but if if you're if you're looking looking at loot boxes and, and and you're analyzing, you know exactly how everything has gone down, it it just seems like more and more it's enticing kids, especially you know, to go mm-hmm. grab mom and dad's credit card or debit yeah. card and to use it without their knowledge. Because if you're a mom or a dad, you're gonna look at a ten dollar charge. And you're probably going to think, oh, it was just probably something that he needed or whatever. It's 10 bucks, right? But then you don't catch him the first time. And then it could repeatedly happen. And that's that's happened in multiple different cases throughout the United States, throughout the United Kingdom, throughout various different countries and places. Mario Kart Tour has been banned or it's unavailable in Belgium because loot boxes are prohibited there. And honestly, right, like... Shout out to Belgium for that, because loot boxes do not need to be in games. If you're look, look, okay, I'm all I'm all for going to go have cool shit. I I love it. Right. If I get a cool skin. Right. And I'm rocking it out. I love it. Right. And I want everybody else to see it, too. Right. I'm, I'm I probably shouldn't. But <laughs> as far as it goes, you know, like. I definitely get the concept, right? right? And I'm definitely a part of that, you know, system as well. But, yeah, but why not you... have it just available to buy? Well, my thing is this. I remember whenever you used to just be able to play the game and get the costume. And you didn't have to spend any extra money. It was by playing the game, you know? And then yeah. they put it behind the... And it's not even a paywall anymore. Like, they'll license these games. As, or they'll they'll put a name on these games as, like, free-to-play or something. And then... uh you have to play 40 plus hours, sometimes 80 plus hours before you get a specific thing in the game you're looking for. Like 80 hours? Really? Like, yeah, do you I have mean, the time to put 80 hours in? And how long would it take? Like, do you have the time to put 80 hours into a video game for a specific thing, like a skin? Yeah, it's just like, it, it's, it, it, I mean, regardless, right? Like, I think that if they're going to do it, right? If you're going to do, you know, incentive based, DLC, right? That's what I'll call it, right? If if you're going to do incentive-based DLC, you have to make it you have to make it easier, right? You have to make it genuinely accept or accessible to, you know, your regular casual player as well as add things that are difficult to get that are that are much more like towards competitive players or players who simply just put a lot of hours into the game, right? Whether they're a content creator, a streamer, or, or again, a competitor, uh, have those types of things. But even then, right, even if you don't want to go that route, you could just come out with a skin and say it's like $2 for the skin, yeah. and, then- and everybody would buy your skin. It, it just seems like every single company, regardless of who it is, it, it, at least it seems like, that they're taking advantage of the market. They're in their and they're taking advantage of gamers as a whole because when you're like first of all and it all kind of goes back you know ju- just to mention this as well because it just kind of it, it goes in with it but when Black Ops Four released a Red Dot site that was for free on Black Ops Three I believe and Black Ops Four releases this Red Dot site that you have to pay two dollars yeah. for a Red Dot site 
right? You have to pay that is $2 so aggressive. for a red dot slice. That is so aggressive no. from these companies. No. It's it's so it's so aggressive. It's like why not why not take red dots and things like that, make them available in the game for you to go play the game and earn them. And then when it comes to skins, have like skins that are like $2, like $1.99 for a skin. That's not a bad price for a skin. It's reasonable. It makes a lot of sense. And even then, more well, people would buy your skin. I mean, skin. to be and honest with be you, honest. I think even $2 is expensive for a game that I don't even see my character in. Do you get what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I know, I guess you want to see your, you know, I mean, you're you definitely seeing your see your skin, skin. You're I, definitely seeing your, your gun a, skin, your I, gun skin. Oh, your you're gun skin. It. No, I'm talking about your character skin. No, like in a first person shooter where the skins are like, you know, certain, certain first person shooters, some skins are like five ninety nine. a skin in a first person shooter. That's five ninety nine. I think that's a little outreach. Yeah. It doesn't make like, any that's sense. A, that, yeah. Cause at that point you're right. Right. Like, you can't you can't see your character like unless you die or if you're playing a battle royale and you're crawling mm-hmm. around or if you're in a lobby like it, it skins right. in general and, right also, gun, especially gun skins and also and, i want to say that this is our opinions you, you know we're yeah, not trying yeah, this, to change your mind this is, yeah like th- these these are just simply our opinions right like if you have a separate like thought process about loot boxes about skins about just about pretty much all of it like you know definitely don't be afraid you know to let us know like what your thought process is behind it right if you're on youtube comment down below uh hit us up on twitter at infinite right and ask us questions I would love to um, know. it's been, yeah i would love yeah to know. I, I would absolutely love to know everybody's kind of perspective on it if you know if they have a different perspective right because it's it's very interesting um it especially within you know just the entire gaming market right and 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 loot boxes are kind of moving to you know into several different like you know just just different markets within gaming like uh, e- even like esports competitions and and tournament organizers and you know organizations like all of it all of it you know really does kind of you know, go into loot boxes, but I won't talk about that now. Obviously, we'll save that for another podcast. Or if you guys are interested to know, hit us up on Twitter and we will give you our opinions on it. Um, but as far as loot boxes are concerned, right, just to try to get back to the topic at hand, you know, gun skins, character skins, whatever the case it may be, right? And even And even when you're not talking about skins, just like accessories for your gun, all of it. Companies, like especially game companies, they need to really like relook at their game and they need to understand that, you know, in order for us to have longevity with this title in any way, shape or form, you know, this is what we need to do. Right. Because, again, your red dots, your red dot sites or whatever site you use and whatever, you know, crosshair you choose to use on your site. You shouldn't have to pay for that. You should have to earn that in the game if you want it. You know, when it comes to a gun skin, I think having a gun skin for like $199, for example, is reasonable. And then not only that, incentivize the community because you probably have a community that is filled with designers and host contest, host design contest, kind of like CS, where, you know, where Counter-Strike, they host like a community thing and they get designers to submit their their gun skins 
and they get picked to be put on the marketplace to be bought. Like, why not? Why not do that to incentivize? You know that yeah. you're caring for the community, and you know, and obviously split profits with whatever designer. Exactly. But at the same time, you are, you are, you know, you're steadily pushing yourself and your brand, your company, all of it. Right. You're allowing for other people to digest what you're what you're putting out. Because when you make it overly expensive or just not needed, all you are at that point is a talking point, like you are right now in this podcast, <laughs> and it doesn't make you look good. What is your what, at all? <laughs> you know, just to change a little bit from loot boxes, but not too far. What is your opinion on DLC? Like, how do you feel about DLC? Yeah, DLC. That's that's another thing too, right? Because again, it's it, it, it's in that you know, same like little ulterior universe ra rather with, uh, with loot boxes. Um, but with DLC, I think that, hmm. I mean, I'll give you my opinion if you want to hear mine. Yeah. Let uh, me hear your opinion because like, I, I honestly, I, it, so, it can go several different ways. So my opinion on DLC, I think DLC is good to a certain extent. Um, for instance, if you have a game that comes out, you know, next month and you're already announcing DLC for that game that comes out like day one, if you have day one DLC, I am 100% against that. I do not support that whatsoever. And you're forcing me to buy something that was probably more than likely ripped from the game yeah. and you're going to sell it to me separately from, because I am paying $60 for a full game. And if that content was made before the release date, then you're ripping that from the initial full game. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's it. That is, that is, I it's cannot wrong. support that. Yeah. yeah it is it's wrong. wrong. It's, it's, it's wrong. It's, it's completely wrong. Now, like, if you, if you have DLC that comes out, you know, six months after, or, you know, whatever, then okay. Okay. Then that's fine. I will support that because you're, then you're supporting the game. Then that $60 that I paid for, I'm going to get longevity out of that game because you're putting out extra content for me to buy, for other people to buy, and I'm okay with that. But if you're going to like rip parts of the game out and sell it to me afterwards, then that it's almost a crime. It really is. I mean, because it's like if someone – if you ordered a pizza and you got – you know. Uh, eight slices and someone took two slices out and you had to pay for the full pizza and they said oh well you're gonna have to pay for the extra two slices you just paid for the full yeah. pizza why are they why do you have to be charged for the extra two slices that was no, no no stupid. no like i definitely i definitely but get it right like, i definitely understand exactly where you're coming from day one dlc as a whole just does not need to be a thing right if you're a game company that's doing day one llc all right or, or, or dlc excuse me all right all right all right i know i'm I, I can't even talk uh but no but seriously if you're doing day one dlc the fuck are you doing you know like at the end of the day you need to understand that you have a community of people who want to support your game and the environment that you've created when you do things like take things out of the game that were there to begin with charge them $60 for it and then have them pay for it again just because you want an extra what five ten dollars no absolutely not and it doesn't need to be within gaming at all if you really want my honest opinion because DLC is again right it's really tricky 
if you're a company like, mm, I don't know, if you're a company like, let's just say Call of Duty, since it's just an easy example. Right. And you are creating your COD, right? And and specifically, specifically, let's talk about Modern Warfare, right? Um, Modern Warfare's DLC is free. Every single update that you get, it's going to have DLC and everybody's going to be able to play it, right? Which is good, right? It's good for your community. It's good for your, it, it's, it's good for, you know, your casual fan base, right? Who have friends. And it brings people uh, back who, that may have quit to yeah, ex- come back and play. I mean, it exactly. gives them to come back and want to play your game again, which makes your game live longer. It, absolutely. Like that, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, it makes it makes it just so much, so much better. It's more, it's more digestible. It's, it's easier. It's easily accepted and it's easily understood. When you have DLC, for example, where you have to pay for that DLC and you're paying like every, you know, like if you're Call of Duty and you're making someone pay for DLC for three times or four times a year, right? Like every three months. At that point in time, all you're doing is, you're hurting that fan base because you're separating them because not every single person is going to go buy, you know, your, your season pass. Not every single person is going to buy every single piece of DLC. You're when you create a game and they spend $60 on it, they deserve to, they deserve to play whatever you release. Your money should be made right. Just in my personal opinion, if you're a game company, your money should be made purely off of game sales, the sale of game skins, and and if you want to do character customer customization, and it is and as far as like DLC maps are concerned, like you shouldn't you shouldn't charge yeah. for it at all. And, and another Absolutely thing, like, you know, to to go along with your point, you don't even have in this day and in this day and age of gaming. It, your your game's not going to make any money if you don't have like all this kind of stuff where we're talking about loot boxes, uh, DLCs, and everything. There that, but that's like a a stigma that goes along with games right now, and it's not true because one game came out. It's a single player game. God of War has no DLC. It is a successful game. It does. You don't. I I'm, I mean I feel like I'm stressing it, but it's just like but there are this stuff isn't needed for you to be successful. There are like you billions don't of people this. in this world. All you gotta do is create a game that they like. That's all you have to do. That that's it. Create a game that is for your community that plays it. Right. That influence will then carry over to their family, yeah. to their friends. Yeah, it just feels like most games now are just becoming like loot box, you know, it's, simulators. It's like a gambling simulator most. And the point, it, yeah. and the problem is with like loot box, you're spending money like continuously on like this game. You've already paid sixty dollars for the game. Now I have a different opinion on something. If the game, I, I guess I'll say this: if if the game has already came out and it is, you know, you paid $60 for the game and then you're continuously putting money into something, this stuff, it's not even real. Like the things you're trying to loot box for isn't even real. Like if they wanted to shut down all their stuff, like shut down every single, if they wanted to shut the game down completely, all your stuff is gone. Yeah. Everything is available on a cloud-based network. Nothing that you purchase that is digital, right? Like a, like a skin or anything. 
Now, there are some games, rather, that actually have it, like CS. If you sign into your Steam account, you have it. Um, but when you're talking about a game like Call of Duty, or you're talking about a game like Halo, for example, even, when 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 they go and you know something happens in their servers and the game goes to its base game form, all those skins that you bought, all that DLC, all of it, it isn't there. It's not even a part of the game. You're installing it based on a cloud server and a network, and then you're able to have access to it. Did I come and that's out? a problem too, because as far as far as it's concerned, you're I don't know. It, it just it really feels like there's a consistent tearing. And it's because video games are at a are at the highest peak of entertainment. When, when it comes to film, like just in, in anything in film, whether it's movies or TV shows or even music, just the entertainment industry as a whole, video games are at the top. Video games get the most, you know, get get the most people to interact with what they're what they're giving out to the public, right? What their entertainment is, right? And and the value that video games have is being taken advantage right. of. And Sorry that, that shouldn't happen. I, I honestly think I cut out there for a second. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I really don't understand why why we're sitting here, right? And 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 and, and just allowing for these companies to do it, right? Because he because here's the thing: nothing is going to change unless people band together, right? Right. We have the power. There needs to be, yeah, like there there needs to be a common understanding, right? Where you know. Be like, be like JG Wentworth. All right, it's my money, and I want it. You're so corny, right? <laughs> I'm really corny, but that—that's just a fact, right? Like, it's your money. Don't spend the money on it. Make a point that you're not going to support that endeavor, whatever it is, right? And I'd say the biggest, the biggest, like, v- villain of it all, right, is probably Fortnite. Right. And I'm not even going to get into it because I know that a lot of people have over the past and there's a lot of information about it. But I will say this they're overcharging for V Bucks, right? They're digital currency. They are overcharging for it. Yes. They're, they're also, they are also overcharging how much their skins cost. I cannot, for example, I cannot, like, if I were to go buy a Fortnite skin and let's say it's 600 V Bucks. I can only buy 500, 1,000, or 1,500 V-Bucks. I can't buy however many V-Bucks that'll cost, right? Like, and I haven't, like, I mean, I played the the new map and everything for Season 2. I haven't checked out the loot system. Maybe they've done some changes. Um, but as far as what I remember, you cannot purchase a skin at all or what whatever the case it is, right? You cannot purchase it by just simply clicking on it and purchasing that set amount of V-Bucks to buy the skin. You have to buy an extra amount of V-Bucks in order for you to get the skin. So they so they basically use it as an inclination for you to buy more V-Bucks. Yeah. Which again feels like they're tearing away at, at gaming as a whole because you're because gaming again is at the top of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like just as a whole it it it's a it's a detriment. 
it's a detriment, right? And and it just and just to kind of go back and touch back on DLC just one more time, mm-hmm. right? If you want to sell your DLC, all right, game companies, all right? If you want to sell your DLC, make sure that you're creating a game that lasts for longer than a year. If you're a game like 2K, Call of Duty, or whatever the case is, and you go on a one-year rotation, you do not need to have anybody pay for any DLC in your game. They pay the $60, and that's it. And then you have other, well, and, and you can have other things that you buy that are reasonably priced and that are completely available to that player, even when your servers are offline. That's what you need to do. And I'm really tired of these game companies continuously, again, ripping away at the gaming culture. And it and it, it it hurts. It hurts gaming culture as a whole. It provides a negative stigma, and there's a lot of you know issues that go along with it. And I think that if you're not paying attention to like what's going like on around you, you're gonna end up doing something to hurt whatever you're trying to improve. And with and especially with you know everything else, um, just go, that that goes along with gaming. I mean, luckily we have a spokesperson like Slasher, for example, um, who's who's helped take a lot of the heat off of the gaming industry. But these negative stigmas really hurt the gaming industry as a whole. Whether it's um, whether it's DLC, whether it's loot boxes, regardless, tearing away at the at the gaming community is just wrong and just shouldn't happen. Uh, but again. This is just my opinion. Yes, it's just right? so, don't, opinions, so, so please take it with a grain of salt. This is I'm, not for you to uh, feel like you know. Not, I'm trying to force you to feel this way. Definitive. We were not definitive on this. Like, don't if you have your own opinion, and I want to know what your opinion is. Like, put a comment down. Tell me how you feel. If you 100% disagree with me, I want to know. I'll debate you in the comments, but but let me know how you feel, and I'll 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 talk with you. Um, and maybe you can change my mind on how I feel about them. But, yeah, yeah, because you, you know, never this know. This is just my opinion. Yeah. yeah, this is just my opinion. And hey, change my mind if you if you believe differently, if you feel differently about all this, then then I want to know. Yeah, um, but there's one thing I want to go into is um, I want to talk about COD esports for just a second. absolutely, absolutely. If you, all right. Which, so I've got before we get into this. Huh? Before we get into this, okay. 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 I actually, really love Call of Duty. Right. So just to those that are that just heard our conversation our conversation on loot boxes, I know it brought Call of Duty up as as a prime example for a lot of things. But I really like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. right? And just to, just to make a point, they are making bad decisions whenever it comes to the mobile games. But I think with the new Call of Duty that's out right, I think that is a strive in the right direction, and I honestly believe that. I do too. You know, if absolutely. They, if they keep doing what they're doing with this game, then then you know. They're going in the right direction. Absolutely. You know, they're going to get a lot of their fan base back because a lot of people kind of, you know, been talking a little trash about them and kind of leaving and going to other games. So I think this new COD is going to uh, bring a lot of people back. And I mean a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. And especially with the COD esports teams, um, you know, and just like newcomers and people that have come from other games in the Call of Duty. Right. Um, it's just it's just really incredible to see. Um, and again, I really agree. I think that this new Call of Duty is 
you know, going in the right direction. I mean, I'm downloading, I'm installing Call of Duty as we speak. So when you're hearing this, I will probably be playing Call of Duty. Um, but you can also check my stream out. We'll tweet it out. Remember, follow at Infinite <laughs> in order to check out all content, whatever the case is. But, but anyway, let's get back into right, right. it. Uh, I actually have a question for you. I got a Shoot. question. Shoot. What's, What's up? Top five COD teams and why? It's uh, do them in order. In okay. Order. For a franchise? Yes. Okay. Top five COD teams. Okay. In order. All right. Number one, Dallas Empire. Number one. All right. Why? Because, why? okay, this is why. You have Crim6, Clayster, Shotzi, Illy, and you have Hook. Shout out to Shotzi. Yeah. Shout out to Shotzi. Anthony, you're my boy. And I hope you kill it this year. And if I ever get a chance to go to Dallas this year, I'll be at one of your games. You can, like, I'm going to be like Naruto. You better believe it. All right. Like, <laughs> uh, but, so uh, <laughs> but as far as, as far as COD, you know, just to, again, just to touch back on Empire, um, you have five players that, first of all, you have two veterans in Crim6 and Clayster. Crim6 had that man is a man on a mission right now and he is looking to get back at his former teammates um as far as you know his teammates on chicago cod um and I i'm not sure of his relationship with other players um but as far as that is concerned i i, I see clayster just being that force with crib six as well as having shotzi and illy who in my opinion are two of the fastest learning players you will ever see touch a game. Shotzi during during the alpha and the beta was figuring out things about the game before anybody else. He was on top of it and I really think that they're going to sit there and provide themselves a nice ground and and and, and when you have veteran leadership two people who are just grinders, right? Who play the game, figure everything out about it. And then you have Hook, who is a superstar in his own right, who again was a pro in Halo. He well, he was pro a professional in COD, went to Halo, became a professional. They came back to COD and 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 maintained being a professional. I mean, this guy is incredibly talented, and I think that we're going to see we're going to see the best of all five of these players this year. And that's why I put Dallas Empire at the top. And again, I love my boy Shotzi, but at the same time, I have to look at this and and really, you know, break it down. And I just do not see anybody touching Dallas Empire, in my personal opinion. At number two, I'm gonna put at number two, I'm gonna put Chicago Cod. And this is why I put Chicago. You have Scump, you have Formal. Right, you have RCDs, you have Envoy, you have Gunless, you have a team of just incredibly skilled, raw, talented players. My only question is, how are they going to get along in game? Is this a honeymoon period? What are we looking at in terms of this team and how they're going to develop? Their raw skill as a whole will take them, you know, to sky's the limit. But I really think that if they could have some formal base leadership, right? And I'm not saying four will be the leader, but just leadership in general with that team. I think that we're going to see those players play the best call of duty we, we've ever seen. 
And but I think that the Dallas that Dallas Empire has an edge. When Crim Six plays with a chip on his shoulder, man, it, it's really hard to uh to just knock him. Now, number three, I'm gonna probably go into um I'm probably I'm probably gonna go into let's see here. Cause there's there's several different choices, but I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with uh LA Optic uh for number three. Uh, that roster is consisting of Slasher, uh, Kenny, TJ, TJ Howley, uh, Dashy, and J-Cap. Um, you have veteran leadership, raw skill, incredibly talented. They're grinders as well. Um, and I feel like that they have the right mix of players when it comes to uh, just like overall understanding of game types. And I think that their S and D gameplay is going to be incredible to watch, but I also think that they're they're just regular gameplay and just like objective handling skill skills and respawn is going to be just really hard to beat. Um, I, I really think that the top three can go either way um, with any of those teams, especially with just the players on mm-hmm. them. But I just think Crim Six and Empire are just gonna. I, I really think that Dallas Empire is going to do a lot of damage this season and really retain um, everything that you know they're they're right. working really hard to retain and, and and that's just winning, completely just winning. Um, we go in number. Uh, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. I was I was gonna say number four. I have Seattle, and that's with Karma Slacked. Oh my goodness, Octane. Ah, uh, trying to think. Oh my god, I cannot remember the rest of the roster off the top of my head. Uh, but Karma, Slacked, and Octane. I'll tell you those. Right. No Apathy. I know Apathy is the player. I don't know the fifth. If you can get the fifth for me, hmm. but I would put them as number four. You have you have Karma. You have the goat, right? He he has he, he has three rings. Um, he is the most accomplished Call of Duty player in history, aside, you know, right beside Crim Six. Um, and he's just a phenomenal force. It doesn't matter if he leaves, comes back, stays, whatever the case is. Karma is just a great player. Um, Slacked is a very underrated player. Uh, I think Slacked is one of the one of the better players in the game and just in the league as far as you know, just how he, how he, you know, just works as a player, his, his, his work ethic, his understanding of the game, the way he breaks it down, like just call of duty in general. He's just a phenomenal player. Octane is a top AR in the game and apathy. The only thing about apathy so, and so this is go, my question. Dashy TJ, Dashy TJ. That's optic. That's optic. Oh, oh wait, that's optic. which one is you? Who are you? Yeah, on? Who was it? Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. So with apathy, the thing about apathy, and, and, and this is the question that lingers in my mind about apathy. I have always thought that apathy is a great call of duty player. Um, in my mind, in my mind, for okay. whatever reason, it feels like apathy only really showed up at cod champs and that's not to knock him as a player or a person in any way shape or form but if he can take that hang on Mm -hmm. hang on real quick but if he could take that 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 energy and 
the way that he plays, if he could take that, you know, that, that cod champs energy, right. And it's, and instill it within himself the entire year. I think that you're going to see an apathy that we haven't seen in a really long time. Um, and, and, and that's what I really feel like needs to happen on that roster. Um, because you need all five players clicking, all five players have to be on, on that level in order to win. And my, again, it's just, you know, the question that lingers in my mind is apathy going to step up. Um, is slacked going to be really consistent this year is, you know, like you got karma enable octane slack enable and yep. Enable enable is one of the, is, is one of the best, like one of the best subs. Like obviously you have other players who are, you know, very good subs as well. Like Kenny, uh, you know, like, um, like Scump. But as far as just how he plays, his knowledge of the game, and just his willingness to want to win, like you do, like I don't want people to get this wrong. Seattle does has does have a recipe for success. This roster could potentially do do just wonders, right? And could completely knock every prediction that is in my current top four, you know, out of the water. It could, it would completely mess it up. Absolutely. It's just a matter of, are these players going to click at the same time? Is apathy going to stay, you know, is apathy going to be able to, you know, again, like bring in and instill that COD champs energy for an entire year. And is and is slack going to be really consistent. That is the, that's really the focal point of issues that could potentially happen with that team, right? And those are the questions that just kind of linger on that roster. And again, that's why I'm putting them at fourth. Now, if I'm going off of rumored rosters, as far as, you know, who, you know, like who's who, I'm going to say that the fifth, the fifth roster is Florida. And the reason why I say Florida Cod is because they have Frosty. And they have, I'm trying to think who else it is. It's Frosty. I cannot remember the other members on that roster specifically that got leaked. But again, we don't know the official roster yet uh, for that team. But I really think that Florida Cod will, will get into that top five. And they will be a part of that top five. My question really is, is, is Frosty going to step up and, you know, be able to be that star player that he was in Halo and, and, and be that in Call of Duty? Um, and is he going to, is he going to be able to, uh, you know, maintain himself on that level, right? And be able to grind with the other players on his team. Um, now I do know that Ogre 2 is a part of, uh, that that Florida team, he's a manager for the roster. So I have a lot of faith in Ogre too. Uh the guy did go to COD World Chance for Black Ops 2. Um and he's he's been very accomplished in his years as a player in general, whether it's Halo, COD, Shadow Run, um, whatever the case is, he's been a very successful player. And I think that him being being that general manager for Florida COD I think that he's going to be very introspective on on that roster. Um, 
Now, obviously, we know Minnesota Cod's roster, uh, which is going to be, uh, I believe it's, uh, it, they have a ton of players. They have, they have Silly. They have, uh, they have a Sim who they just picked up today. They have, I, I think they're like the only roster with like seven or eight players. Um, I'll look it like up. Like on the roster. I'll look it up. Yeah. Quick. Like, yeah. They're like the only team that I've seen that has like, like a full roster. Like of like as far as like the limit of what you could have on a COD franchise team, mm-hmm. um, they have the most. Uh, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see. They have a lot of young talent, and if Silly can help be a guiding force and and, and into helping these players, you know, really realize their full potential, and I, I think they're going to do decently well. I think that with this year of COD. You're going to see that team be a developmental team. They are development. They are developing talent for the so, latter half of this yeah. year and going so, into next year. So right now they have four open slots on their roster. So they have Silly, they have Assault, God RX, and Saint. Saint is the team coach, but okay. um, they have four open slots. And now, two, they they, two they have. They have filled them. I know that they've yeah. tweeted about them. Hmm. Yeah, that they filled them. They've tweeted about them. I just, I just don't have a full list here in front of me. This article but came out a month ago. So a month yeah, ago, probably, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. Um, they've they filled out the rest of the roster, but it's just a lot of young talent. Even God RX, God RX is a very young, talented player, uh, who did phenomenal on Midnight. The the roster who just upset everybody and was, and it was basically telling everyone that you had no idea we were coming and we're taking a pro league spot and you're not stopping us. Um, and it was just really incredible to watch. I got our X as, as a player. I, I think that he's very phenomenal, but again, every single player besides silly and saints, mm-hmm. you got Alex 1935. Yeah. Uh, Alex is really good. Alex uh, is really good. Next one is is a GSTA, I guess. I and then ASIM. That's his name. Um, hold on, let me click. Oh, MN Epsom. Yeah, I could not. (laughs) I had to click on it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, as far as that roster is concerned, right? Like, Alex is really good. Alex is really good. Um, uh-huh. I just think again, every piece of talent that they have on Minnesota Cod is all developmental. They are they are just going to be developing themselves and learning together. Now, the only advantage that I see that Minnesota Cod has over other teams is that you're going to be able to switch out players, and you're going to be able to obviously have um, the ability to. No, keep changing up the way your team looks and change the landscape. Now, that could be both beneficial and detrimental because if you don't have a full roster of people who are who if you don't have a full roster of people who are clicking, you are going to really regret it. You're going to really regret it because they're not going to play, you know, up to par. They're not going to, you know, be doing everything they want to do. But if you can properly put in a regimen, like a training regimen, that's going to be beneficial to your roster and the way that you're trying to to go about the team, then I think that 
you know, there's a really good chance that, the, you know, that the Minnesota COD roster could sneak into that top five. They could sneak into a top four, but they have to be clicking on all cylinders and they really have to have a game plan going into every single match that they play. And again, that's the biggest part about it. Um, now, as far as like that's concerned, like that's really my top five, right? And I'll go over it one more time with everyone that's listening into the podcast. Um, so my number one is Dallas Empire. My number two is Chicago Cod. My number three is Optic LA. My number four is going to be Seattle. My number five is going to be Florida. And I'd say my number six for right now is going to be Minnesota Cod. Minnesota is um, your wild card. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I would say Minnesota is really my wild card. Now you do have other teams out there like LA Gorillas, for example, who have Aches a part of their roster. But and I, I'm gonna put it this way, right? A lot of people don't like Aches. I'm a fan of Aches. All right, I'm a fan of Mr. Patrick Price. Why? Because he's a North Carolina boy. I'm a North Carolina boy, and North Carolinians support each other. Um, so as far as that's concerned, I do support aches and in his endeavors as a player. And I think that he will be able to do something this year. I just do not think that we're going to see, um, an incredible performance out of this, you know, franchise like this year. I just don't see LA gorillas doing anything that is like super substantial. Right. And that's because, I don't know who was picking the players for that team, but it just seemed like they were just trying to grab what was left. It didn't feel like they had, you know, things at their disposal and and they were able to, you know, create a roster that was just going to fit together well. It really felt like, you know, it was thrown together. So again, it, it's really just going to kind of be, you know, or, or just or just kind of like see how things are going to go. Um, but I would say I honestly would say Minnesota Cod and the LA Gorillas are going to be like my two wild cards. Um, depending on how everything goes, depending on their training regimens, the way that they approach the game and just like the organization approaches the team and, and how, and how they do things a lot of like, that's going to really, it's, it's, it's really going to foreshadow their season to be completely honest with you. Um, and and if they don't do well, then I think that we're gonna see um, you know s- some things move around, possibly trades come in, um, whatever the case is. I think that we're gonna start seeing seeing those happen. Um, and as far as as far as COD teams are concerned, right? I just to just to add this last thing, as far as COD teams are concerned. Um, Anything can happen. Call of Duty is a game of, you know, who shows up on the day. You know, who is who is going to pull out all the stops and, you know, who's going to be the most prepared. Um, you know, and that's why, and, and that's really like how my top five was really set, including my two wild cards, right? It's just what what are they going to be doing? Like, how are they, how are they going to be just, you know, approaching and just understanding, you know, and, 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 and how consistent are they going to be? Um, and, and, and just like, how are they looking to approach it and, and who's kind of in their corner? Right. Um, especially with optic LA having mud dog, and then you have, 
um, you know, Chicago Cod who has Hex um, and, and Hex working as a, you know, organization owner, um, you know, he, he has a lot of weight there and uh, as well as a lot of influence. And then with Dallas, you have Hastro and you have, you know, that type of leadership around you as well. So again, anything can happen. It's real. I'm really curious to see, but that's really what my top five is based on. And that's really consistency. Right. right. Um, well, yeah. um, I mean, like we said today is mostly our opinions and everything. We want to really think down below for anyone who wants podcast. Thank you very much. You don't know how much we appreciate you watching this podcast, listening to it, whatever, however you watched it or listened to it, however it was, you know, we, we appreciate, really appreciate you. everything you do. And we, we love do. you. But I, that wraps it up here for us today. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. We love you. Thank and you so we'll much. You time. Yeah. hundred percent. Thank you so much for being a part of the infinite podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us and make sure again to check back um, every single Every single day of the week, uh, we're going to be posting uh, several different podcasts throughout the week, uh, just because you know we have a lot to talk about, and there's a lot of stuff happening within the industry. Uh, and in order to stay in tune, right? In order to stay in tune, make sure that uh, you're following us on whatever podcast platform, whether that's Anchor, Google Podcast, or Spotify. If you're on, if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a thumbs up, comment below. You know, let us know your opinions about what we talked about tonight. Also, you can also hit us up on social media at Infinite. You can also hit me up on social media at Infinite Red Ghost, and you can also hit up Stephen on. <laughs> on Twitter at Steven infinite. So make sure, you know, again, you know, hit us up, let us know your opinions, whatever platform it may be, it may be, or, um, whatever course you would like to use. Uh, you know, we're just happy that you guys are a part of our community and allowing us to do this. So thank you so much. You guys are the best supporters in the world and we absolutely love you. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. One, night whatever case it may be whatever time you're listening to this uh we love you for it